pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my, I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on. Enjoy. Draft Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. Welcome to episode two of the Draft Rugby Show, the pod they play in heaven. I'm Kagi, and I'm joined by my cod, my cod, my co-pod hosts, uh, brothers Harry and Nelson Dale. Boys, Smelson, year two of Super Rugby Pacific. How excited are you? Oh, mate, I'm I'm just over the moon. This is going to be an absolute cracker. Last year really brought some fans back and some excitement back into the comp, and I think it's only going to be better this year. Excellent. And Harry, how about you, mate? You've got the background picture of uh, Nemanja Nadolo. Finally, I'm a little back home bit excited. A little bit excited about Nandolo finally making his debut for the Warriors. Our dreams. We let him go maybe 15 years too early, but uh, mate, what a what a year! How good is footy? It's only in the last little while that we've all been deep diving to get back into it, and even in the last 15 minutes, I'm just getting more and more excited. I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. Nelson, we're going to go sink all our money into those Waratahs expensive memberships so we can just be at every minute of every game this year. I'm checking every single day whether they've got the odds for Super Rugby up because I want to tip Wallabies to win the World Cup and see it into Tars winning Super Rugby and see how much I can make. I was about to say, and then any leftover money just on the Tars for Super Rugby Pacific 2023. Um, It's multi. Yeah, it's multi. Big pod news this year, Nelson. you got some big announcements to make. Do I? Um, yes, there's there's another little podcaster on the way uh, coming in back end of July. It's pretty amazing. I think that means we're, what, four or five years away from replacing Kagi? <laughs> yeah, we Do you want to elaborate further day. on what you mean by that? I mean, look, just in case the world, the world definitely did not need another Dale in it, but unfortunately we've been let down and uh, Nelson is soon to be uh, a father. I'm, I'm doing God's work, bringing more Dale into the world, and I think that's what everybody needs. So I'm going to live vicariously through him or her, and they're going to be a Wallaby or Wallaroo, and, yeah, it'll be good. Look, we can just all pray that they don't get access to a Twitter account uh, until they're at least, you know, <laughs> They've already got one, mate. If you that, that kid doesn't already have a Twitter account, then you don't know Nelson. I, I reckon Eddie, uh, in his next go at the Wallabies coach could be the one that's debuting my child. So he's going to have his third crack in, what, 18 years or something? It'll be perfect. He's, hopefully he doesn't have a rival like uh, Wallabies captain Michael Hooper like you did. Um, you know, so. <laughs> It's the sole reason Ooh. I didn't make it. Sole reason. That's it. But um, no, look, if you if you haven't, go back and listen to our episode from a couple of days ago. We just did a very quick summary on um, or thoughts on um, Eddie Jones being appointed as the new Wallabies coach uh, as social media blew up that day. Um, and that was awesome. So that's episode one. And um, yeah, just quickly with the plugs, get after us at Draft Rugby on Twitter or on YouTube. Please do the old LCS, like, comment and subscribe. Um, we're still trying to grow, grow it there. But yeah, you can get after us, uh, listen to the podcast or get after us on YouTube where we um, we do have a slideshow uh, with lots of images and things. Yes. Can I, um, can I, I veto, Harry might do it, the LCS thing. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Harry, are you a big fan of the LCS? Nah, veto, definitely. Yeah. Is this is the last bring. I was trying to start something new, but all right, if, if I've been shut down, that's fine. I'm happy um, to start something new. Just make it good. Yeah. yeah just... <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Okay. You've, you've got me. Um, well, look, let's, uh, let's get into the first pre- preview for Super Rugby Pacific 2023. Um, we, you know, we've always talked about having shorter pods, but 
This time, we're just going to do three teams. We're going to do half the Aussie conference to kick off, um, and then episode three, we'll get into the second half. Uh, so we're just going to talk about notable ins and outs from the uh, three teams. So this episode will be the Waratahs, the Fijian Drua, and the Queensland Reds. Um, so notable ins and outs, what we think the best starting 15 is, uh, what are the key questions, whose stocks are falling and rising, and any smoky picks out there uh, that we think might um, you know, come good this year. So let's just get into it. And let's start off with everyone's favorite team. Uh, two of us are wearing the jersey. Nelson's obviously not a real fan, but... Um, I'm wearing um, I'm wearing Waratah's undies. So. Yeah, all right. Well, don't show us those, mate. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's get into the Waratahs. Um, Harry, do you want to take us through some of the significant um, ins? Yeah, well, there's a lot. You know, when you've got a world-class team, you do need to add a little <laughs> bit more into it. Uh, sorry, enough of that. Enough of that. Significant ends. Kurtley Beal is huge. Obviously, he came back through the back end of last year trying to push for another Olympic, uh, sorry, Olympic, World Rugby World Cup. We expect him to play some big minutes, probably all at fullback for the side, where I think he'll be trying to compete for the international side. Uh, so it's going to be good to see him fit and healthy. And I know he's had a big preseason, and it's not often that a player with that experience Experience does get a full preseason in. So excited to see him. We also have Tolu Latu coming back from Steve Francais. Obviously, he had a pretty uh a, a pretty shocking way to leave that. Sorry. Tumultuous. Tumultuous. That's good. Yeah. Great way to describe it. Time <laughs> over there. Uh, I think he was banned more than he was actually playing, but obviously a very talented player will be good to add to the depth that hook hooker that the uh the Tars have. The man that is pictured to my right or left, I don't know which way this will flip it, uh, <laughs> Namani Nandolo, who have already raved about on this pod, so it won't take me long to go again. Just an absolute wrecking ball. I hope he plays 80 minutes every single week and they just shift him from 14 to 11 to 13 to 12 to 15 to 9 and then restart the cycle again. The three? Let's Number go. eight, even. Wherever, you know, whatever. Mate. Yeah, wherever. <laughs> and uh, I guess the the last name from the experienced side uh, players that we're bringing through is going to be Teleni Siu, who, uh, if nothing else, has an incredibly fun name to say. Obviously, you probably heard us talking about him a lot when he was playing for the Chiefs a few mm. years ago. He has been playing for the Toyota side over in the Japanese rugby uh, competition over there. And uh, Nelson, why don't you just quickly touch on the quick other players, quickly on the other players that we've got coming through. Look, I'm a big fan of Harrison Goddard coming across, uh, fighting out for that sort of bench, probably going to be the bench halfback. Tom Lambert coming across from the Glasgow Warriors. He, he, I was just going to say, Goddard that was one of the players of the competition over in the Major League Rugby, absolutely lighting it up for the Giltinis. Um, look, it's not hard. I think if you're an Aussie, you're, you're lighting it up over there. But look, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, in one <laughs> sentence, absolutely dismiss a whole competition. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, rightly so, especially as they're destroying any Aussie link there. But, look, yeah. I, I think the big thing about Goddard is before he left, he was playing very, very well in Troot Shield. He's gone on to perform well there in a professional setup. He has some experience in Super Rugby. I, I think he's quite a good player and he's, he's, you know, developed his experience in the last few years. So I think he'll be a good backup for us. Um, Tom Lambert, the the uh, Waratahs hooker, is an exciting player that I'm looking yeah. out for. And Max Jorgensen... Most of you probably haven't heard of him. He might get a crack back into the year. 18-year-old. It'll be exciting to see him get a run if he does. Be cool. Man, I, awesome. I just want to clarify, Tommy Lambert's a loose head prop. He's a Sydney. Sorry, loose head. Went over to Glasgow for a couple of years, played for the Scottish Yeah, New South Welshman. 
And but uh, Jack Bowen as well. I want to highlight him. Young 10 coming through that played for the Aussie under 20s. He's an absolute weapon to just add to the ridiculous playmaking <laughs> socks at the Tars. We just, uh, we're getting getting some of the rust off uh, second pod for the year, you know, just getting back into it. But look, let's go. So how about some of the outs? Um, one of the biggest outs, uh, Alex Newsom. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, over, over, the, over the years of the pod, we've, we've all felt a certain way about Alex Newsom. Let's just say, Happy, happy that he's gone. Um, but <laughs> rough affair. No, um, rough affair. True. I mean, he was captain of the team for a bit, but uh, James Lamb also. Yep. We, we liked the guy, but we just didn't understand how he was getting start. Like so many starts. It's true. Um, look, there's there's loads of players that are gone. Um, just really quickly, shouting to them all. James Lamb, I think, was a big one. Um, another big prospect on the wing there, but. Um, what, Jeremy Williams gone to the force. Jamie Roberts, the Welsh stalwart, retired. Henry Robertson to the force. Ryan Smith to the line. I mean, I don't know if we should name every other player, but... Um, Say Artho. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Look, Carlo Tizano, another big one. Uh, he's gone yeah. to J- Japan, I think, but uh, and Jack Grant. But, uh, he hasn't. He's gone to Italy. But, yep, close. That's all right. It was, you know, the wrong hemisphere, but that's all right. Let's yeah. let's take us on then to what we think the, the best 15 will be. And this includes players that um, are a little bit injured, you know, might not be starting the season or whatever. But we've just said throughout the year, based on the squad, this is the be- what we think the best Waratahs starting 15 is. Um, I'll, I'll kick us off with the, the, the forward pack. Obviously, we've got our main man, Angus Bell, number one fantasy pick, uh, and rightly so. Dave Parecki and HJH. Um, very, very strong front row there. And uh, in the locks, we've got Jed Holloway, um, even though he's been playing a lot of six for the Wallabies, but we'll talk about that. And uh, Ned Hannigan um, in the locking stocks. Nels, do you want to take us through your beloved back row? I do, mate. I do. You've already named a few of them in the locks, but I think we'll get Will Harrison shifting to that number six role. Will Harris. If that's our lock. No, Will Harris, sorry. We might have to pull you up on that one, mate. I'm sorry. but uh, Yes, he's, he's definitely not Will Harrison. I know you're keen to make everyone a back rower, mate, but look, that's a, that's a bridge too far, okay? <laughs> Look, if he's on the field, I'll be happy. But look, Will Harris filling that sixth role. Uh, who else but Michael Hooper filling that role in number seven? He has some competition. There might be some uh, rotation this year. And Lange Gleeson at number eight after his Wallabies debut. Jakey Gordon, obviously our nine. And Ben Dono is who we've got locked in. Ben Donaldson at number 10. There's been a bit of debate. About that number 10 jersey, isn't there? Uh, there is, look, we'll get to that goal. in the key questions. Do you, want, do you want to bring us through in the back line? Oh, yeah, sorry, I can do that, man. Uh, Lalakai <laughs> Fichetti and Isaiah Parisi in the centres. Mark Nwanganitawasi, Dylan Peach and Kirtley Beal to round out the back three. And then mm. off the bench, Craigie? Yep, the bench, uh, Tolu Latu. Um, in there, which, you know, rough for my, my Vailano, who's been very good. But, um, Who we like. For- yeah, who we like as well. It's Tara Faulkner and Archer Holtz, uh, the reserve props. Nels? Uh, Lockie Swinton, we think, is going to come back into the fold here at, and, and cover lock slash back row. And Charlie Gamble, I think, he's going to get a lot of game time and slot in, um, you know, across the back row. Harry, do you want to take the, the back reserves? Yeah, Harry Goddard, we've already talked about. Tane Edmed and Namani Nandolo. Obviously, a lot of competition for those bench spots um but look we'll, we'll get into that in a moment excellent well that takes us to the key questions um which we've kind of touched on a little bit of them um 
Look, I mean, the first and most important key question we've already touched on many times, but it's just how much game time can we get in the money that dollar, really? Um, Harry's already alluded to every position possible is fine. Just get the big man on the field. I want to see as much of him as possible. Um, but no, we, in a serious, more serious note, I think we think we'll see him coming on for probably the last 30 of quite a few games. But, you know, certainly he'll, we'll get a start or two. But um, just that impact player. I, I um, think he'll get starts as well. I think he'll get starts and, and he'll sort of rotate around the the wings. Um, I think he'll get a, a few cracks. And Harry, look, Harry's really upset that I cut him off earlier about uh, this number 10 Twice. question. So, look, no, the, one of the bigger questions is the number 10. All, like, the chart, all the chart is around who's the number 10. We've got Ben Donaldson, Tane Edmed. Will Harrison coming back into the into the fray. Um, Harry, what are you what what are your thoughts around the Waratahs number ten? Look, I uh, I don't agree with the uh, the masses. That, that's my thoughts. We had 131 votes in Nelson's poll about who Darren Coleman should pick as the fly half. First choice was the man we've named at ten, Ben Dono Donaldson. Not a very creative nickname from Nelson there. This is actually uh, second place was Champagne Tain Edmund, which he's very proud of. Nelson, he workshopped that for at least two weeks, I think. No, no I just looked up rhyming stuff for the Tain, <laughs> and uh, this is quality content. And. Uh, <laughs> And I just want to say uh, my pick, Will Harrow Harrison, again, fantastic nickname. Uh, I had 9% of the votes, which I thought was surprising after such a good 2021 when the Waratahs was such a rubbish side. I think he looked really, really good. So obviously he's probably uh, less likely to start at any point given they did try and shift him to 15 and build his skill and time set there. But um, I I still think he's probably the guy with the highest ceiling. And then, of course... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> curly curly bill beal nelson what have you done only that's his actual time. nickname mate just do some research look harry we can take solace in the fact that he this is on his own personal twitter account not on the draft rap so it's embarrassing himself and not us which is great curly um, actual nickname. But, curly uh, bill has only four percent of the vote so the fans want to see him at four back not ten yeah Excellent. Um, all right. Some other key questions. Look, Parecki, we think is is the starting Wallabies hooker come World Cup twenty three. Um, a lot, a, a theme throughout this year will be managing players uh, to get them to that twenty three World Cup. So they've got to get enough game time in there to be playing well and in form. But also, if they are a lock, then you don't want to play them too much. So with such quality bench in Tolulatu and Mahavalanu, Will we see a bit of rotation? Or are we just going to see Parecki starting every game and the other two kind of swap around the bench a bit? What what do we how do we think that'll unfold? I, I think you're right. They'll they'll manage his minutes. Um I I, I don't know, Harry. We we haven't heard any resting protocols, and even if there is one, it's probably going to change um with um Eddie at the moment coming in and, and how he wants to sort of manage those things moving forward. But what what was what have we heard so far with that, Harry? Yeah, there's definitely been talk about the resting protocol. Um I thought that was it was th- two or three games or something like that. Wallabies to rest for three super games um, under Dave Rennie's. I was going to say that was pre Eddie. Yeah. Eddie might just go, nah, stuff that. They're all playing every every minute. I don't care. Right, about he's it. Eddie, Eddie is a big fan of managing workload, so I, I don't think that's going to be it. Yeah, that's I true. think uh, I think it's probably going to be something similar. So the original rule was three games through the season, the Wallabies had to be rested, and then for them not to play more than five weeks in a row as well. So obviously wanted to spread it out a little bit. Um, so basically copying New Zealand for a few years back. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. But let's—I yeah. I wasn't going to give him that. <laughs> how, how dare you, Nels? 
Um, Nels, do you want to take us through? It's another another key question. Uh, locks. We have this plethora of lock, like lock back rowers essentially that are playing locks. So we have Jed Holloway, Teddy Flanagan, and Teleni Siu, um, who are all really back rowers, but you know will be playing lock in the Waratahs. I suppose. Like we touched on Jed Holloway, absolutely amazing at six for the Wallabies. Um, but what about the other guys, Nelson? How do you see that playing out? Look, it's a tough one. Talani Siu is a 29-year-old, 202-centimetre ex-back rower that's transitioned back into a lock, but he's been spending some time over at Toyota, hasn't really played much and seemed to sort of fade away after, you know, four or so good years at the Chiefs. So, look, I think there's potential. We see him come in. We see him get some good minutes there, but I don't see why... Um, DC is going to stray from what he's got at the moment, which is a Holloway as a mobile but the more physical lock and then probably, you know, a, a, a um, Hannigan as the other lock there. We play very mobile, the Waratahs, and I think that suits us very, very well. And then who fills that bench spot? Do we use someone like a Swinton or do we decide we want that bigger body in CU on the bench? That's That's something we'll have to wait and see. Because even even now the other locks in our squad, like Hugh Sinclair, is also a number eight, like a back rower. Like he's the smallest of the lot. I, I, we just don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like so, we have who, who are the other guys in the squad? We've got Zane Morold von Appen from Easties and from Uni von Appen. Who? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll have to see. But we basically only have back rowers playing lock, which you know I don't mind to be honest, particularly in Super Rugby Pacific. But um, just interesting. Yeah. Zane Zane Marolt, uh, he's supposed to be quite a big body, isn't he, coming in from uh, Queen Bean Whites? But I just don't see him making his way in this year. I think, you know, there's there's too many big names ahead of them and, and we play quite a mobile style. So I think we're just going to go for the mobile locks and, and use it as a strength. And I think I think all these back rows need to get game time to try and make the Wallabies and, and they're going to have to fit them in there in, in, in locks. So I that's think- true. I think the reality is we're trying to win a title this year. This is the year that the Waratahs are throwing everything at it. I'm not saying we should, but I'm saying we will. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's the year that a young lock comes through. As you said, Zane Marold is 202 centimetres tall, so he's, at least he's a big body. So he's The same as CU, isn't yeah. Sorry? Same, same as CU. Yeah, so he's, he's a big, big unit. So I think mm. if that's what they're looking for, then there's a reason to pick those kind of guys. But I just don't think it's their year. I think Sue is probably the uh, the yeah. only man that might come through it. All right, yep. and last last one of the key questions. It's, we've, it's what we've been talking about, but game management. Michael Hooper, Waratah's captain, um, obviously Wallaby's starter for 2023. Charlie Gamble, just sitting waiting in the wings, who's been absolutely awesome. Do we, do we just say straight out of the, the gate that, they should probably share time. Like we're talking 50, 50 or something. You know what I mean? Is that, is that, is that a realistic expectation? I think, I think the really interesting thing is going to be to see if they can afford to play both Hooper and Gamble at six and seven, considering that they have a pretty light on second row. I think Mm. it's going to be very challenging and it means the eight, Probably Will Harris might sit above Gleason in terms of a player that can excel in the set piece and maybe add a little bit more height and uh, and versatility there. But it, it's um, you know they're both in the Wallaby squad now with um, Charlie Gamble being rushed straight in. He's an exceptional player, had a fantastic twenty twenty two. I think you're right. I think Hooper's just probably going to get four rests through the season, maybe three rests through the season, a couple of bench games, and they make him start ten games plus all the finals. Um, and uh, and that might be it. 
Look, I, I, I think we see him fill a similar role to Pete Samu for the Wallabies. He's the same height, same build, same size, can cover six, seven, eight. So I think we see him get a couple starts there at, at seven when Hooper's not there. We see him fill six occasionally. We see him eight, fill eight occasionally, potentially. And, and we see him on the bench covering a lot of those roles. He, he will become the Pete Samu of the Waratahs. And that's not a bad thing because Pete Samu's had a lot of time for the Wallabies. And it's just that versatility. And, and the ability to sort of break open a game. True. Nelson, you have to work on a nickname. We had Pooper for po- uh, Pocock and Hooper. It can't be Gooper. It's going to have to be something more creative. But um, no, look, I agree. Let's let's push into stocks are rising and stocks are falling. Um, Harry, stocks are rising for the Waratahs in 2023. I mean, they're, they're probably the ones that everyone would think. Mark Nwanganitawasi has uh, has come out of nowhere last year when he'd fallen so far down the rank and then ranks. And then Lange Gleeson, obviously exceptional, exceptional 2022. So I expect both of those guys to really push for big minutes. And the loss of Raboni Warren Vasayatho, he's been dropped out of the side as well, just shows that Raboni's really, sorry, Lange Gleeson's really set for some big minutes. Yep. Nice one. Nels, what about stocks of falling? Uh, look, Will Harris, we're, we're not too sure on him. He could cover that six role, but if he's not starting six and he's only really considered an eight for them, not as much of a line-out jumping option, and he's behind Gleason, there's going to be some real competition there for him. And it, and it might be you know him who's going to be someone that's, that's falling off the radar a little bit. But look, we all hope that he is starting six and, and getting good game time for them. Uh, another name is very similar, Will Harrison. Um, we all know Harry would love him to be the starting 10. I think Will Harrison potentially has the best ceiling, I agree, of the lot. And we haven't seen him behind such a successful, you know, dominant back line that hopefully we'll see in, in 2023 and we saw a fair bit of in 2022. So I really hope we get to see him get some some chances. But with Kirtley Beal back, it's it's going to be tough on him and, and Dylan And, and, and he'll, he'll only be back um, a couple of rounds in, at least three or four rounds in, I think. But, um, yeah, I mean, still, still relatively early, um, but yeah, he's got time to work his way back in. But it, it's an uphill battle for him with Edmund there as well, and and Dylan Peach, very physical player, breakout player uh, on the wing for the the Wallabies and the Waratahs, and Kagi's never really given him any credit. But with Namani Nandolo coming in, it makes it a very tough ask for him. And and Nwanganitawasi, you know, inserting himself as a, a real likely starter for the Wallabies in the World Cup. You know, he's, he's got a tougher year this year and, and he's going to have to work really, really hard. He'll get his chances and I think he'll he'll get a lot of starts and he might get a few bench opportunities. But he is a very, very good player. But he had everything his way in 2022 and it won't be the same in 2023. Agreed. I like him. He's, I like Peach. He's not a nuisance. But uh, look, I round us out. Smokies for the Waratahs. Uh, Talani Siu, um, you know, he could, uh, if he's starting at lock, uh, be an absolute kind of value fantasy player, but also just like, great for for the Waratahs team. It could really excel getting big game time um, and playing that type of role. Uh, and otherwise, we've touched on a bit of Nemanja Nadolo. Just, um, you know, he's 34, which is not, you know, I guess he's old for outside backs, but um, it's Nadolo. So he, he could be the heaviest kind of team as well. So I've got, I've got one other one. I've got one oh, yep. other one. I'm going to yep. throw uh, Archer Holtz out there. I oh, think yeah. HJH is obviously coming back from his Achilles rupture. I get so he's going to be a little bit slow to start the year. I was really impressed with Archer Holtz's first year uh, in Super Rugby last year. He's what is he, Nelson? You, you know, this is right up your alley. Two centimeters shorter and a similar weight as Angus Bell or something like that. He's a big uh, boy, and he's got a. He, he's, well. a he's a very big boy. I think he was either he was he's one hundred and ninety 
Yeah, he's. A, I think he's one centimeter or one kilo sort of lighter. He's very, very similar build, and he's a similar age as well. And he Mate, was just this- exceptional for a young prop. I thought the scrum actually lifted every time he came onto the field last year. So I think he's got a real opportunity to make a name for himself. I've got one other name, and we've thrown him up in, in previous years, and it's Joey Walton. Joey Walton, you know, he, he's been held back through injury in recent years. Uh, we have seen Fichetti injuries, Parisier injuries in the last couple of years. And, you know, barring throwing Beal across or throwing one of the 10s to 12, that could thrust Joey Walton into to getting an opportunity. And, you know, those players probably are both going to get some rests um throughout the the year as well and and joey walton despite limited opportunities has big potential and and this is going to be a chance for him to at least put his name you know down as as a future player for the task i want to move on to the next game but just on joey walton i feel like i've i don't love just shutting players down but i feel like every time i watched highlights in uh of the npc joey was playing for the bay of plenty um, whenever the other team scored a try, it was they always ran straight through Joey Walton again and again and again. So Jeez, he, he, had, but, he uh, had so many tackle busts and line breaks every game. He was a breakout star in the NBC. Right, the highlights I watched, unfortunately, he was always on the wrong side, and that's all I'm saying. But, yeah, um, I, I think he's going to get to start the year with Parisi coming back from injury. So well, I guess he'll get his opportunity, but it's going to be hard to unrest, uh, to wrestle a spot off for Ketty and Parisi, isn't it? For sure, absolutely. Definitely. All right, and look, that wraps up the uh, preview of the Tars. Let's move on to the Fijian Ndrua. Uh, significant um, ins, uh, Harry. Yeah, so uh, Masaki Ndonge um, is, is coming over from the uh, the Dragons over in Wales. He's played for them and then Brive over the last few years. Bit of a worry in terms of his his uh, lack of selection for the Dragons. I think there's about three other tight heads that seem to be favoured above him, but nonetheless coming over with a pretty big name. Uh, Amosi Takiri coming over as another loose head prop where they're a little bit thin from the Rebels as a 22-year-old, played for Fiji in the under-20s. You've then got a couple of players from the seventh circuit that I'm very excited about, Alaya Kanakai Vata, who is a back rower from the uh, Fijian seven side. He's 26 years old, so he's a little bit more mature, only cracked the seven side seven side in 2021, got a silver medal in the Com Games, and uh, he also got that gold medal in the Rugby World Cup for the sevens in 2022 in South Africa as, and, uh, as well. And just an awesome story as well, one I'm sure we'll hear the commentators talking about a lot through the year. I hope he doesn't mind it coming up, to be honest, because it it, it is pretty sensitive. But his father and brother both died in a car accident in 2020, and he was apparently going to give up rugby and essentially was obviously in a pretty low place. But his mum convinced him to continue. From there, he made the Fiji 7 side, won those competitions, and then is now playing in the 15 side for the Fiji and Drua and watching him play as well. He's big, he's fast, and he's a little bit like the the, uh, mould of the white shark, Darren Alangi. So I can't wait to see him go around he's exciting and, for sure. uh, do, you, do you guys want to take off the the last sevens player there do you want to rattle him Dougie? off uh sure Yosefo Masi um not sure how I went with the name but we'll see um yeah another sevens player 24 year old um same thing part of that uh 2020 summer olympics gold and rugby world cup um in Cape Town he signed for the Cowboys but um never got a run so Whilst he's kind of been with the seven squad, um, or sorry, he's still with the seven squad, uh, he won't join the 15s until uh, what looks like May. So I don't know how much we'll see from him, but um, 
also very exciting. They don't um, have a lot of other young centers as well. So I, I, I would think if uh, Revovo or um, Votto go down, then I think he's a real uh, he has a real opportunity if he is able to come into the side. For sure. And Nels, the last uh, significant in that uh, did kind of join last year? Hilasaya Ndroa Sesi. Uh, he was the the winger from the Reds. We really wanted to see him get some more game time with them, but it's really good to see him come across. He played a couple games, I think two starts at the back end of last year for the Ndrua. Um, but he he's a very electric, exciting winger for them, and, and I think he'll get a lot of game time. Yep, no, he's he's sick. Um, all right, sweet. And look, some of the significant outs: um, Manasa Solo, um, big prop. Oh, he's he, Solo. Sorry, he's headed over to um, to France. He was um was he the guy I think he was quite he's quite old the elder statesman sort yeah. of um but um you know they brought in some a replacement in Donge um Nemani Nagusa I mean can't really be more of a significant out than the the captain um so he's um, where's he departed to he's uh, he- gone back to uh, Nadronga in uh, the Fijian comp as far as um, and otherwise, uh, a player that we were kind of devo, we didn't really get to see enough of, but Napoleone Bolaka, um, who was really exciting kind of um, fullback or winger. We thought we'd see much more of him. He was part of that uh, Olympic, that first Olympic gold um, sevens team. And then a player that I picked up in the initial draft, super excited to see, Anisi Ritave, who did absolutely light it up when he was on the field. I think he's the ratio of tries to minutes played would have been right up there in terms of Super Rugby last year, but um, he's headed off to Benetton. Uh, Kitioni Ratu, um, I think he was a loose forward, wasn't he, Ratu? No, he was an outside back. He's a winger. Played Sweet. a little bit of fullback too. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Um, took notes on that They can guy. all play anywhere, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look, I mean, then... do you want – okay, let's, let's see if you no, get you this go. name right. You've you got go one on. right so far. No, that's right. Uh, the other one I wanted to point out was Alibaretti uh, Batakani. He missed all of last year with an ACL injury. And, you know, he's a very highly regarded player over in Fiji. And a shout out to the Pick and Drive boys. They did their interview with Mick Byrne to talk about the, the Andrua uh, earlier in the week. And Mick Byrne uh, basically explained that the reason that he's not in the side at the moment is he actually ended up having a really bad lung infection last year, which means he couldn't fly to Australia to have his ACL surgery to have a reconstruction. So he still hasn't been able to get to Australia to have his knee reconstructed. So they're actually basically just on a medical watch for him. That's why he's not in the squad. So he definitely won't be playing this year. But uh, I guess my our thoughts go out to him as an exciting young BGM player who uh, we really hope can get his knee right and hopefully we see plenty from him in 2024. Yeah, he, he was an exciting player. It's a bit of a, a bummer, really. It is. It is. But, I mean, look, the whole Fijian team is full of exciting players. Exciting. Not... They're still people, Kagi. They're people, mate. Their lives matter. Mate, they're my favourite They're not players. meat. Okay. All right, they're not just meat like you think All right, that. Nelson, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> let's get on to the best starting 15 uh, that we think, the most likely starting 15. Great um, image. And you can follow along us, uh, follow along with us uh, on the video. On, um, there's a, we've got a slide of the lineups and we had one of the squad. But um, all right, up in the front row, we think um, Harriet Hetet um, in the loose head. <laughs> Um, Dolacotto in uh, starting at hooker, who's exciting. Remember last year he played um, flanker a couple of times as well, which was very good. Um, and Samuela Tawake um, is starting in tight head, we think. Uh, will probably be the most likely, although like last year, expect a lot of rotation. 
Um, and then in terms of the locks, we've got uh, Nasilla Silla um, was pretty much the mainstay um, last year and uh, certainly in the Fijian international squad as well. Been starting to make make uh, that jersey his own a little bit. And um, Tufiaga Lele, uh, definitely. Yeah, tried my best with that. He's um, he's who we think is the most likely uh, other starting lock, but again, you know, expect some rotation uh, amongst the squad. Nels, do you want to take us to the back row? Yeah, they used quite a few locks there throughout the back end of last year, but that's his, who we've gone with. Uh, another one that's been used there was Joe Tamani. We think he, he's got a good chance at taking that six jersey with Vilive Miramira at the number seven. He had most caps there for them in, in the seven jersey and, and really is quite a, a talented open side flanker, I believe. The White Shark, Meli Deranalangi, is going to be their number eight from our opinion. Uh, we've got yeah, Frank Lamani, the captain of the and the squad. new and the new captain. Yeah, but he also he, he played playing every minute of every he, game. He played he a lot of six. Played, he played a lot of six last year That's as well, and and they had Thariki and Deveta play far more number eight than him last year. So, but we've picked him at number eight, and I think that's probably the right decision. Frank Lamani at number nine, and Tetitella at number ten. Yeah, and now I get to talk about all the most exciting players. Okay, all right, it's true. It is true. <laughs> Yeah. Here we go. In Senegal, Revovo and Apisolami Vota, who were, I think, probably the two best centres from attacking stats last year. Then yeah. you've got the boss man, Benaya Hambossi, who is four kilos of lean muscle heavier. And I can yeah, only yeah, imagine good. another 12 months on from his hip recovering, he's going to be even faster this year. <laughs> Though cool. I, uh, I did tease in the Pick and Drive podcast, my expectation is he's going to get the ball from fly half, burn the far winger and score <laughs> from about 80 metres out this year. He's had the turbos touch. installed. The turbos it's tuned up. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, you got Celestino Ravadamada, who we think is probably the most likely to get a, a start on the wing. But again, it's another close position. And then Kidioni Talinga, who uh, we were very excited about to start the season last year, probably established himself pretty well at 15 by the end of the season. But again, another tightly contested position. And if you've forgotten, just uh, Google his name. And one of the best uh, clips from preseason last year was the absolutely electric steps that he put on in preseason. Just left people, oh, yeah. left people questioning whether they should continue playing rugby. Frankly, you know what I mean, like the, the, that kind of step. So um, anyway, um, the bench. Moving on, we've got uh, Ikenevieri, Tavita Ikenevieri, um, who kind of they share a lot of time him and Dolacotto, uh, but we think he's most likely. I think he got injured, so kind of played a little bit less with Togiatama playing a bit more towards the end of the season, but. Um, uh, we think he's most likely. Then we've got Kaleopasi Ulia Kepa. I definitely did not nail that name, but um, who's the young, uh, young, quite impressive prop who you know could be pushing for a start, um, but we'll see. And he he played both loose and tight head last year, so he kind of swapped around a little bit. Um, and then Misaka Donge, um, who's the player has just come back into the squad, um, a little bit older, kind of like a replacement for Manasa Solo Solo. Um, and yeah, Nels, do you want to take us through the lock and back row? Yeah, we, it's a funny one. This the the lock and back row for us. Uh, I think we saw last year Fiji and Drua have a, a number of matches where they had six 
uh, forwards that they've covered on the bench and only two backs, and that's what we've gone for just because we wanted to fit some of these names in. Uh, we have Christopher Menimbi as uh, the out-and-out lock uh, cover on the bench. We've got Thariki in the Veta as a lock slash number eight. Um, he could find himself starting in, in a number of positions, whether it be lock six or eight for this side. And in Kitioni Salawa, who, yeah, again, on the, the podcast I was touching on before, they the the main thing that uh, Mick Byrne was talking about him as the the breakout star potentially did you did he say Harry that he was going to be the the one that comes to to the fore? Yeah, just the the name I guess to keep an eye out for in uh, 2023. They named him. He's a 21 year old number seven. Played a fair few minutes last year. He said he's just an exceptional player. So he put him and Humbossi as the two names to watch. So he's in good company. Yep. Yeah, and he's he's probably I'd say the number one jackler really from last oh, yeah, year. Absolutely, he, he really. Gets and then after you've it. got uh, Simeone Corovoli. We've got as the the uh, reserve nine in the twenty two jersey, and we've just got one outside back with Eliasa Droasese uh, in the back line as well. Obviously, all the other players can pretty much fit around anywhere. So I think that versatility allows them to try and stack their forward pack. That takes us on to our key questions, fellas, and I'm going to throw this one to Carnegie. Um, how do they make up for the loss of Namani Nangusa's leadership? Look, he was certainly like, uh, I guess, like a, a real pillar of their team, a very respected um, player who, you know, certainly achieved a lot, played sevens, done everything. Um, so it will be hard to replace him, but uh, he did spend, was it a good four weeks or five weeks suspended for that red card out uh, last season? Um, so they did, they did have to make on, and in that time, um, the White Shark, Meli Derenalangi, um, did step up and was captain. So um, he has had kind of a test run. Um, and uh, while certainly... Was... Been... Sorry? Oh, actually just heard myself echoing then. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, I think he will be able to fill the shoes, put it that way. Um, but yeah, it certainly is a loss. So I think Derenalangi is a similar type of player, a talismanic player. And um, and we'll just... He'll be a great... Like, he'll be a great pick because he'll be playing all the time every minute i think harry was saying so that's my take on it the one other thing i would say is last year nangusa had this massive challenge of having to lead a bunch of players that don't play professional rugby into super rugby like the the weight on his shoulders last year was just absolutely massive it's obviously a little bit of a lighter load this year for the white shark with these team really been very similar to what played through the season last year. So I expect that you might see a few more leaders start to come in and around Darren Alungi. And I think having players like Frank Lamani and Teddy Teller around steering the ship and with their leadership, I think there's probably a good experienced core there now. And actually just one more thing on that was, uh, you know, I do want to give Nagusi his credit. Uh, there was certainly a, a couple of games there where he did just put the team on his shoulders. I think you remember early on he scored one or two tries where he just took a quick tap and just like just burrowed through like three or four people. Just like, we need a try and we need it now, you know, just. Um, yeah, I disagree your attitude. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I agree. I think the second year of being a professional team, if you if you go on, on Twitter and online, you'll see, um, you know, a lot, a lot better facilities this year and hopefully we'll see less like a less disrupted year in terms of um, uh, COVID and things like that, but who knows? So um, yeah, the second key question we've got really, we talked a little bit about, but it's um, the second row. So we think Nasilla Silla kind of is a lock on one of those jerseys and um, there's a few other players. So we think last year was Viliami Rarasia was kind of the other, you know, second in line or first or one of the first two locks off cabs off the rank. 
Um, Nels, do you want to take us through the, the options and kind of why we think it's uh, Tufiang yeah. Lele? We'll, um... Um, yeah, Tufiang Lele. Uh, we think it's probably going to be him who gets the crack. He's a little bit older, has a bit of experience. He's, he's 28 years old. Um, yes, he's a, a Fijian boy from the islands, which is, is a, a, a good story for him as well. But he's just that the player, I think, that filled that role and filled that role really well for them throughout most of last year. Oh, through parts of last year, sorry. Chris Manimbi is quite young. He's a 22-year-old. He's still a, a, a relatively big body, 195 centimetres, 111 kilos. And now he's he's got a Fijian cap, I think one cap or, or so, a, a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, he never really sort of managed to break himself in as a starter. He did get a, a few matches off the bench. Um, and we also have Ratu, Ratu, Ratu Asilia. What to Sue Leah? He got a couple runs at the back end of last year. Sorry, I butchered that name. I thought I was Kagi there for a minute. Um, and he, he's, a, he's a big boy. He come through the Fijian under 20s in 2016, came across to Shoot Shield and played for Sydney Uni in their Colts through into grade. He had a, a game for, for grade, first grade as well. Um, and he's another player coming through that is, is quite a talented player, 24 years old, but he just doesn't have that experience of someone like Tuafangalele. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, I, and I think that's probably one of their biggest issues this year is going to be their depth, that lock. I think it's going to be a, a big year for Nasilla Silla when he's going to have to really lead the line out for the entire year and work with the range of quality hookers that they have. I'm not sure they're going to get even a consistent thrower in for the bulk of the year. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they work together there and build combination. I think only um, three times last year did they have the same lock partnership um two weeks in a row which is wild so there was a lot of rotation through their last year so they sort of need to pick and stick um and see if they can build some of that combination yep fair enough um harry so uh change of venue this is a big change in um 2023 um some games in fiji how good all their home games in fiji i believe so they've got a high high performance kind of center there. Apparently, uh, Mick Burns saying they're still trying to get a training field that they can just run out to, but they've got an indoor training field for mm-hmm. when it's wet, uh, or, or space for when it's wet. And they obviously have a home ground, so they they were on the road all of last year. I think we forget um, they got they got booted out of the the north part of New South Wales when the the uh, area flooded very badly. They were just absolutely up against every kind of challenge you can have in the first year of Super Rugby. So you know we we saw their last game against New Zealand uh, against the Chiefs, sorry, in Fiji, and how they they were down by I think three tries, scored six, uh, three tries within six minutes, and then ended up only losing the game to the Chiefs in the final uh, final game of the season by one point. And it was that difference of playing in front of their home crowd and how much it means to them that they just they just didn't give up late in the game. They found that extra gas. They found that extra fitness and you could just see what it meant to them. And I think it's going to be an absolute game changer for them. And the interesting thing for me is going to be, you know, they won, I think, two games last year, one against the Rebels and one against the uh, Moana Pacifica. How many games do you think these guys are actually going to win this year? How far can they go? Look, I, I mean, they were very unlucky to lose maybe three or four other games throughout last year in their first year, and, and that's with a very low fitness base, very low cohesion. Um, this year, 
as the year develops, I mean, they're going to be challenges from the beginning for against a lot of these sides. But as this this side develops and those combinations develop further throughout the year, they're going to be a serious threat to most teams in this competition in terms of they can get get a win, especially at home. So I, I think they should be pushing for a final spot, and there's there's a likelihood that they could scrape into it as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them beating a few of the you know lower Aussie sides um, and, and maybe sort of scraping their way towards a, a final spot but it's it's still a big ask yep fair and look i think we had a listener question here from uh devout listener mitch rev evans uh but i think we've kind of covered it it was you know the drew had to shuffle their pack quite a lot in the first year just to get everyone minutes how settled do you think they'll be this year and which players do you think should be in their starting pack so i think we've taken you through and said who we think should be in a starting pack and which players um you know, are, are the ones more up in contention and uh, exactly what Nelson just said, specifically with locks and things in that it would be good to get more consistency in that lineup because that can only help them. I love it. I, th- I think uh, Mick Byrne did come out and say they felt the need to give everyone an opportunity in the squad last year to see what everyone was made of. And this year they're going to try and rotate a bit less and really name their best 23 as often as possible. And he did allude to the fact that there was going to be some guys in the squad that might not be seeing much game time this year. So I think you'll probably see less rotation than last year. But at the yeah, same time, the three of us sat down and tried to work out who was the favourites from their performances last year. And we just had nobody idea half the time like we, we think we've come up with the most likely solution but man it could be a completely different side and it wouldn't really surprise us as well to be honest yeah 100%. for sure all we, we know all is right. that darren alangi as captain and hambossi are locked in we can tell and you that much, okay? and, uh, yeah. i think the back one i think the back one is actually settled i reckon we're very close there i think the only one that might come in is iliasa drosese but i think yeah. otherwise that back line you could pretty much write it down but mm-hmm. in the pack i think you got nasila silla is probably number four and i reckon darren alangi is number eight and everything else good luck good yeah. luck and dolicotto i reckon he's, he's their lock-in hooker I like your enthusiasm. He's a brave man. He's a brave man, Nelson. Um, all right. Well, let's get on to, I'm going to qu- quickly run us through. Stocks are rising. Obviously, we've talked about Darren Alangi. He's captain. He's going to play every minute. Um, so huge, huge stocks are rising for him. Uh, he's often been touted as uh, having quite a good offload. But um, the other man, uh, Joseva Tamani, who we were talking about, youngster, he, look, as far as I'm concerned, he's the offload king of that team. If you remember, towards the end of the season last year, mate, he was throwing some wild offloads and they were absolutely awesome. Um, And he had an absolutely awesome um, season for Newcastle in the shoot shield last year. Two years ago ago now for that one. Was that one? Yeah. Yeah, so he played he played for Newcastle two years ago in the shoot shield, but took before being picked for the Indroa. And he was just like we, we talked really? about it last year. He was just so far and away their best player. He was scoring a couple of tries and setting up another two or three every single week. And he was just outrageous. And you started to see that form come through absolutely in super rugby, the more he felt at home and comfortable. And if he gets some consistent game time, he's just that damaging ball runner that he's fast, he's strong, he offloads like every Fijian player, I guess. But he's just yeah. an exceptional talent. And I think he scored one of those tries where he did run like 70 metres or something uh, in Super Rugby last year. So, you know, he's got he's got pace as well to burn. Um, all right, stocks are falling. Uh, Nels, we've got down uh, Mira Mira. Yeah, look, it's a tricky one because we've named him as our starter in their, in their best side, but it's because of Salawa. Um, if, if he gets his chance and really 
takes it. I mean, he could find himself in that starting seven jersey. And, and Mira Mira, you know, he did share it a little bit last year, but was definitely their favourite. But, uh, yeah, Salawa had a few starts. Nasove, who's gone, had a few starts. And with an injury, Dolacotto even found himself in there. So, look, Mira Mira is our favourite for, for the role. But, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have it, you know, throughout the entire year. And, and Salawa could step up and, and take it off him. I wouldn't mind seeing Mira Mira get a run at six if they do start Salawa as well. I thought he was an exceptional talent. He's just, I remember him being so big and lanky and his ability just to get his arms free was was exceptional. And again, just a big turn of pace for a bloke that was such a big unit. Awesome. Yeah, he's a big boy, 193 centimetres, not a bad size for an open side flanker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, sure. Harry, yeah, smoke. Harry, do you want to take us through the Smokies? Yes, I had Iosefo Masi, who is the uh, the Fijian Sevens player. We don't know when his role with them is going to wrap up, but he can play centre or outside centre. The big thing for me was I just don't think that they've got a lot of depth at centre. So if one of those other two who are clearly their first choice, Revovo and, uh, and Vota, go down, then he could be up for some big minutes and he's a weapon. He's very, very quickly. He's very, very quick. And uh, and then I also had Te Ahiwaru, Thoriki and Deveta. I think there's a hole there in that six jersey. You know, we've ended up saying we think Tamani's probably the most likely to get that jersey. But Thoriki and Deveta can play eight, he can play six, he can play five. He's so versatile that I think you'll see him in the 23 a lot more this year. And he he may well be starting. And he's uh, I, I do remember watching his highlights from the Mitre 10 Cup, or I think it was at the time the Bunnings NPC, and then just another wrecking ball Absolutely. He got got six starts at number eight. He had two starts in the lock. Uh, He's he's had, what, eight starts last year. He's just got to find his position, I think. Well, I was going to say, it it also depends on what type of off-season he's had because, mate, he was about the size (laughs) of an entire forward pack um, last season, which I think is what held him back a little bit, to be honest. I agree. if you like, if you watch some of his highlights from the NPC and things like that, he's in a lot better shape. So if he if he comes in roaring and ready to go off a good off season, um, he yeah he could well be one to watch and really lock down a jersey. But he's I mean he's a big boy, he's a massive wrecking ball, so should yeah. be good. Well, I think that might will do us for the Drua. Any other last thoughts, or can we can we push on to the Queensland Reds? Uh, I just haven't raved about the White Shark enough, and we did it last year. <laughs> we've got to do it again. It White is. Shark's the man. He's going to score a million points. And it, and it's one hell of a nickname, isn't it? I mean, just try and beat that, really, you know? If so. he doesn't do the, the fin every yeah. time he scores, then yeah. I'm not watching. I'm exactly. not. How do you? That's normally the Tasman Marco, the fin. How do you do, like, a bigger fin, like a two-handed fin or something? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the White Shark. Yeah. It's just a <laughs> <laughs> or do the double hand. How good. All right, well, look, let's get into the Reds. Um, I'm going to kick us off with significant ins for the Reds. Uh, Luke Jones. That's a big name coming back. Um, he's coming back from Racing 92. Uh, so we assume he will be, um, I, I guess, getting some good game time. And what, do you think Luke Jones is trying to look to make the Wallabies for the World Cup or just uh, returning home? I mean, who knows? Man, I'm, I'm not sure, sure he's trying to look to make the Wallabies. <laughs> <laughs> I forget no, how old Luke Jones is now. but um, 31. He's, he's 31. He's my age, man. There you go. Still so, time. Spring chicken. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, uh, other significant ins we've got. Um, well, significant ins we've got uh, Sula Siosi, uh, who's a prop coming in. Connor Anderson, back rower. Wilson Blythe, back rower, and uh, Kenyan 
Tuakipul, who's uh, is he? A- Tuakipulu. Yeah, look, I, they're they're ins. They're not significant ins. They're, I think Luke Jones is their significant. That's in. true. I ran out after I started with Luke Jones. I was like, I ran out of significant ins. But look, I will say significant ins. Uh, the defense coach Phil Black. He's come across, um, and uh, he's he's I think a, a good get for the Reds. Uh, he's he's come across after six years with Wasps and Leicester over in the Premiership, and um, he's from all reports quite the. Uh, the hard man defense coach. So um, I think he'll very much suit the Brad Thorne mm-hmm. coaching squad uh, and we'll see how he goes. But uh, Nell, significant outs. There's a few more of those. You want to take us through those? Yeah, look, they've, they've had quite a few outs. They've got Feo Fotoweka. He's headed across to Leon. Uh, Alex Murphy, who we thought was going to be their lock-in hooker for the future, uh, obviously had an injury that disrupted him last year. Lucan Salakayaloto gone across to the Saints. Angus Scott, uh, Scott Young also gone across to the Saints. Both been playing very well over there. Hamish Stewart, who was just their, you know, the glue, I think, of their, their back line and, and underrated in lots of ways. He's headed across to the force as well. But Ndro Assessi, we touched on, uh, and there's a couple other names as well. Nice. All right, well, let's get into um, the best starting 15 as we see it. Um, let's go with the front row. We've got uh, Harry Hoopit, we think, uh, after a strong Australia A series, starting in at uh, loose head. The hooker, look, I mean, I toss a coin here for hooker. I don't know who we ended up saying. Um, I'm now looking Three at the slides. Coin. Uh, we, I think we ended up saying Matty Faisler, but look, Richie Asiata, Josh Nasser, yeah. and Matty Faisler. Um, we went three, all three between the three of us, didn't we? I went Nasser, yeah. Well, I, I said Asiata, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nice. so, I could eat, I could eat so anyone's guess, basically. Um, yeah, and then look, tough. in terms of, um, it's I mean, we have said so he, he jumped us, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he got us. Um, in terms of, uh, like. The, we're saying the best starting 23. Obviously, we would have Taniela Tupo here, but he's not likely to be returned for the entire season, is he? He's out. Correct. He's he, 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 for the entire season. I'll put a star against Sefa Agassi, even though he's yeah. the guy yeah. who's going to so be Se- there. Sefa sure. Agassi um, is probably the most experienced uh, player then for Tidehead. Um, but we'll, as we'll talk about, I guess he could possibly also be Baby Thor in yeah. Zanongor, another player I'm very excited about. But um, yeah, well, you know, you're yeah. uh, you're touching on it now, so why don't we do the reserve front row at the same time? Why don't we go start? Oh, I like this. This change up, love it. All right, Dane Zander in at loose head. Um, he he's been quite good, but um, we just think Harry Hooper might have the the trump on him. Uh, again, pick a pick a hooker from the squad. Um, Asiata, Josh Nasser, Matty Faisler. Um, and I'm picking Faisler out of the squad just for the record. I'm going to go Nelson to be the most wrong. Yeah, love that. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll pile on with that as well. I'm in. Oh, it can um, easily happen. And uh, and then yeah, baby Thor. If he's not starting, which look, you know, I think is he still 21? Is he only 21 years old? He, he can he can no longer be called baby Thor. He's six centimeters taller than Tani Tupo, but only one kilo lighter. He's, he's bigger. Ba- he's baby Thor, man. Okay. I'm sorry, he's bigger but, Thor. But anyway, he. I am oh, very excited about him. And uh, look, spoiler alert, but it could be an absolute smoky this year. It could come through and just obliterate everyone. It's pretty exciting. Now, look, do you, did you want to go into the locks as well, Kagi? All right, I'll do the locks. Fine. Um, we've got Luke Jones. We reckon will be in there starting. He's an absolute quality lock. Uh, and then it'll be between. So with Lucan Salakai Lotto departing, it'll be between Ryan Smith and Angus Blythe. Ryan Smith, I think we had thinking has the chocolates. So Angus Blythe to start on the bench um, in our best 15. Nels, back row. 
These guys are stacked for, for some exciting players, I think, in the back row. Liam Wright, we've gone as their number six with Fraser McWright locking down that seven jersey. Both brilliant sevens in their own right. Harry Wilson fighting himself back into a Wallabies call-up under Eddie Jones. It could happen, so he's going to fight his way in. Um, and we've got on the bench Ciro Uru, who covers lock, covers back row. He's very, very versatile uh, for the halves, we've got none other than Tate McDermott and James O'Connor and only carrying Kalani Thomas with uh, another bench, I mean, another player covering 10 in fullback. Harry will touch on. Yeah, that's right. Now, we've got uh, Hunter Paisami and Josh Fluke as our, our top choice centre pairing. It was a close call, this one. I think we, ha- we have Isaac Henry on the bench. Um, to make out a three or a three or four back bench, you put four in there, Nelson. You're a maniac. You have no idea what you're doing. Um, three, mate. I'm sorry. I'm three. Saying, no, it's not our image. I'm sorry. You got. Uh, you don't know what you're doing. On anyway. I didn't do that. Uh, Isaac Henry <laughs> in the 22 jersey. So obviously he's probably more of an inside, and it shows that Paisami is probably going to be the versatile player that will play 12 or 13, depending on who he's partnered by. But we're going to go Paisami and Fluke in the centers, and then we're going to go with Jordi Pataya and Vunavalu to take down the wing spots with John. And how good? Fullback. And uh, how good, yeah. And uh, in fullback on the bench, we're going to go uh, outside backs. Filippo Dangunu is probably still going to be the first choice there, but I expect Mac really to uh, to push him for game time. And I know Nelson's got one eye on Lawson Crichton and Floyd already to be pushing into that wider squad or wider playing group as well. Yep, beautiful. Did you say Jock Campbell? Did I just miss it? Uh, tune out and hear you say you yeah. did, yeah. Nice. Jock Campbell starting fullback, yeah, obviously. Just like the rest of the Australian rugby selectors. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, look, key questions for this one. We've already talked about it a lot, but Hooker, who the, is the, what's the hierarchy in terms of Hooker? As you, you heard it here first, we all picked someone different to be starting. So, look, we'll uh, obviously rip each other when um, we get to round one and we see who, who it is. But, um, yeah, uh, I think it's not clear. That's the exciting. So that's definitely one of the key questions for the Red. It's Reds. There's opportunity there to really lock that down and make a name for themselves. Um, All three of them only got shots through injuries of the player before them last year, <laughs> <laughs> and did very well. Far no better than we expected. Anyone's spot. No one took anyone's spot, but they all did. No. Yeah. I know it's again we've 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 had we need the central rugby system so we can spread out the hookers throughout uh, the Australian conference. You know, Waratahs we've got we're stacked with three good ones. Last was it a couple of years ago we needed one and the Reds had them all. I, you know what I mean? It was just like spread them around, please. The Rebels, what I don't know. Anyway, um, I think a huge question in that front row, though, to be honest, is we've had Taniela Chippo as the anchor of that scrum for so long. Mm. How do they go with the young guys that have been building there for probably two or three seasons now? Are they actually developing enough under Brad Thorne as the you know the guy that is so good at preparing players physically for Super Rugby? Are the likes of Hooper, Xander, Nongor physical enough and powerful enough to actually match it with the top props in the competition? For me, that's a huge if. And if if they don't, I think it's going to be their absolute downfall. It's quite clearly the Achilles heel in this side. Yeah, look, my perspective as the front rower is that I think Hoopert and Xander are well and truly up to the task. I think they're both absolute quality uh, loose heads. Um, and then it's just going to be, can Seth Agassi bring it? Uh, look, he's got certainly got a few years of experience, been the Rebels a couple of years, then been up at the Reds. Um, and if he can't, then just stick baby Thor in there and get it done. You know what I mean? I just, I see him as... 
you know, he's just, he's Thor 2.0. Get him in there, give him some game time and watch him blossom and take over and make my fantasy team. But um, no, that is certainly an important question, uh, Harry. The set piece is a big deal. But um, next key question is centers. So we talked about it. There's Hunter Paisami, he's starting. And then it's about how do you want to go? So there's um, Josh Fluke, who uh, was just being talked about, you know, by Wallabies selectors before uh, Eddie Jones has uh, come on in to shake things up. Who knows? Um, Otherwise, you've got Isaac Henry, who's more of a 12, which means Paisami could play 13, where he's been playing for the Wallabies. Uh, but Paisami's been mainly playing 12 for the Reds. Uh, and there's also the possibility that Jordi Bataya could play 13, as he has in the past. But, um, I mean, that kind of actually, uh, that takes us on to the next question, which is where will Jordi Bataya play? We hope not. We we definitely hope Bataya doesn't play 13. Yeah. I think they've got to persist with the experiment that he should be a fullback, right? Like, he's obviously going to be the next Reese Hodge for us, the versatile player that can probably fit in anywhere. But I think mm-hmm. he needs to build a bit of time there. So, you know, if if something something happened to Campbell, I think I'd just stick him there for the entire season. But otherwise, I do think he still deserves an opportunity, Campbell, to get the bulk of the games. But maybe one in four should be um, Petire in that in that jersey. Yeah. I think I think one of the tricky things is that there's so much risk in their wingers that you know Pattaya fills a role for them, but they've got Dungunu who's a, a, a risk for them. They've got Vunavalu who's a risk for them. So we're probably going to see those a risk guys. He's just a weapon. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're they're all potentially brilliant, but they're also so there's some real risk there for them. And I mean, they do have young other players coming through like Mac Greeley, who's who's been exciting at every time he's had a chance. And, and I mean, Jock Campbell, he's now a Wallaby fullback. It's it's pretty tough to to keep shifting them around. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Let's push on. Um, oh no. One, one more, one one more key notes. question. Yep. I've got one last one. Uh, yep. Ken James O'Connor change the perception that he's not up to it at 10 because obviously he's going to be trying to play hard and play his best to make the Wallabies. But how early in the season or how late in the season, if it's not going well for the Reds, knowing that James O'Connor's likely to leave at season's end, do they throw it to the young guys coming through and say, no, Lawson Crichton or Tom Liner, it's you're the future. The Reds aren't performing quite as well as we want them to. James O'Connor's not up to it. We need to put someone else in. I, I think he gets given every chance for them until it looks like if the season has absolutely blown up and they have absolutely nothing to go for, that's the only way they go, well, we're just not going to start James O'Connor. We're going to bring a young guy. Yep, I'm back, Nelson, on that. Look, I really liked Lawson Crichton from what we saw him. I thought he was really, really good, and I'm looking forward to seeing him develop. But, um, no, I think James O'Connor gets uh, every every opportunity. Um all right, let's push on. Stocks are rising. Um, look, we already talked about it. Sefa Garce has just been given the shot with Tupo out. His prayers were answered. I think it's the starting role. Um, Baby Thor, Zane Nongor gets, you know, some will certainly get a lot more game time. Um, he's, you know, still a young, young prop, young buck, but um, it's an opportunity like this, which will see him develop further, getting some actual game time. And then Josh Fluke, we talked about. Um, you know, we've seen some glimpses of his potential, um, but anyway, his stocks are certainly rising. Um, we could see a lot of him this year. Uh, stocks are falling. What do we think, guys? Nels? 
That's not me, mate. I, I don't agree with it, so I'm going to stay away from it. <laughs> I, I think that someone has to has to actually blink and lose out in the back row from those starters out of Wright, McWright, and Wilson. Mm. I wonder if Wilson's going to be the guy because he's a light body and he's probably not quite big enough. But I think that I'm not saying he's going to drop all the way, which I think is why Nelson's freaking out and losing his mind. But I think Fraser McWright might lose a bit more game time this year. I think that they really value the leadership of Liam Wright. And I think Sarah Iru has been playing so well that he's going to demand that he gets some game time in the six or the eight jersey. And given Liam Wright's versatility, I think Fraser McWright's going to just take a step backwards this year from a, a work rate scoring kind of fantasy footy perspective, I guess, for the boys that play that kind of game. Yeah, look, you know what? I'll actually back you on that just because I think we've got Liam Wright in at six and Fraser at seven as our best 15 for sure. But I agree. We want to see Sarah Uru get in there, but also Connor Vest. He's just the type of player that Brad Thorne really likes, and he's just come off a really strong season with Auckland in the NPC. He actually was really, really good and learnt a lot in that uh, role over there. So absolutely agree that we could see um, Fraser could be the one, Fraser or Harry Wilson could be the one to lose out a little bit there. Um, Smokies, Nels. Oh, look, we've touched on him again. Again, it's it's Zane Nongor. Does he get his shot there with Taniela Tupo? Um, name him in Stocks Rising and Smokies. Mate, yeah, I'll name him in everything, mate. Name him in everything. Yeah. You put um, his name down in every single section. Except Stocks, stocks Are Falling. That's the only one that he's not in. Right? <laughs> um, look, the one I added to that's Matt Greeley. Uh, 20-year-old. He's been in the system for a few years now. I think he's a very, very exciting player coming through, and, and there's a good chance we see him in the 23. And, you know, if there is an injury to some at fullback, if they don't decide they want to be throwing Pattaya in, at fullback, if that's not how they want to go moving forward, I think Mac really has proven himself that he can be someone to fill that role for them. And he is, uh, I genuinely think, a very exciting player. He's very agile, very small, but he's got a bit of a kick on him. He's electric, and he definitely can break open aside i think his biggest question mark could be defense but we have seen glimpses of him working very hard in d so uh, i think yeah he's he's got a a chance to be a smoky this year yeah and the one i had was uh, i already kind of mentioned him but sarah i think if they give him the opportunity he's the kind of guy that he might just play too well that they can't take it back off of him you know he's kind of like well you know you got to take the jersey off him we gave him yeah. one game. He had an absolute blinder. Liam Wright, Fraser, Fraser McWright, Harry Wilson. One of you has to play well enough to take the jersey off this bloke. All three of you do. And mm-hmm. I, I could just see him just making one of those jerseys his own. I yeah. think, is he eligible? He could be a wallaby by the end of the year. Things could go that well for him that I think he can be a wallaby at the Rugby World Cup. He is He's genuinely... Right he is genuinely a brilliant player and he could be the perfect six. Absolutely. Well, look, that rounds out the yes, Reds preview. Honestly, so good. And that of our three initial previews. We'll uh, in episode three, we'll come back hit you with the other three Australian teams. But let's um, let's just get into a very short, very quick dessert in response to a listener question um, from Andrew Hoffmeister on Twitter, um, and he's just said five players to look out for in the Australian Conference in Super Rugby um pacific 2023 so really just kind of a smoky um and i guess let's just pick we can just pick one each really a smoky we can do it either from the three teams we've talked about and do the next three or we can just do from the entire conference what do we think uh i i think from the entire conference is what he was asking for so that's where you gotta go 
Yeah, right, well, we smokies are players to look out for. Well, that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? But um... look, I mean, not really. My player to look out for is Monty Iwani coming across to to the Rebels. Uh, we we haven't talked about the Rebels yet, but geez, he is an exciting, exciting player. We all know Digby very well in Australia, and I used to look up images and videos of this guy when he was quite young going, geez, I wish he was playing in Australia. And he's evolved into an electric winger for, for Benetton when he was over there and for Italy. And, and he is going to be a point of difference coming into that Rebels back line. And, geez, do they need it. Awesome. Um, Harry, do you want more time to think? Look, I think Nelson's clearly got the best one there. Like, <laughs> he's nailed it. He's jumped it. the gun. That's why he jumped the guns. Over. Fantastic pick. But I'm going to go with uh, Chase Teatea, a man that I've always loved watching. He has such a high ceiling. He's obviously yeah. come across to the Western Force. I think the 15 jersey is possible for him to make his own and then hold down for the whole season. And I think that consistency of game time is just what he needs to really establish himself as a as a very, very good super rugby player. So I just think if you put him at 15 and then you put Manasa Mateelli on wing, you've, oh. you've got the makings of a very good outside back three. And then and then Manasa Mateelli's... Um, yeah, he's his Rupeni younger Mateelli brother. Mateelli on the other wing. Hey? Yeah, exactly. Two two Mateellis and a Tia Tia. Could he be the second Falau? You know, like, you know, the younger Falau. All right, well, look, I'll give you my player to look out for. Nels, you can write it in. I've already put his name in enough sections in this pod so far. Um, Zane Nongor, the baby Thor. Uh, I was going to say him regardless, just hoping you guys didn't steal him. I honestly think, and this could just be me being too excited about a prop and talking yes. over talking people up, but yes. he could just come through, be st- end up starting every game and absolutely be a revelation. So that's what I'm hoping for. He could, for. he could, but he probably won't. But he, we like him as well. But he could. But he could, is what I'm going for. So um, yeah. watch this. And the Tars could re-sign Newsom and he could kick the winning goal in the grand final. It's not going to happen. Let's not let's not go too far here, mate. Um, all right, look, do we want to, Harry, you, you penciled in here, top three Aussie fantasy picks. Do we want to do this or? Um, Absolutely we do. Come on. All right. Jeez, sorry, People listen to us because we know fantasy footy. All I want to do is give them the best this far ahead. Aussie fantasy picks. I'll go last because I know you two are inept. And it won't make any difference because I do. Kagi, you you can go first, Kagi, as the All host. Right, I'll go first then. Who? So it's who? Who? Are the Australians top and Fijians. You can have any of All them. All right. Number oh. one, Angus Bell. Job done. Excellent. Yep. Ben, put that in there. Nelson, you regret this now. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Angus Bell, number two. Um, Oh, how about we go 1-1-1? How about that? Hambossi? Sorry, no, no. Yeah, we'll go 1-1-1. Hambossi? Got number two in there, Hambossi? All right, yeah, fine. No, no, I think Harry's right. Saved by the bell and one more. No, no. Sorry, uh, Hambossi. And number three, um, let me think my last one. uh, You've got to do a smoky, right? Something wild. No, no, it's top fantasy. You always did a wild third one, mate. You always did a wild third one. Uh... I just want to say Nadola because I can't think of anyone. <laughs> okay, Nemanja Nadola. Yeah, I'm talking, talking about averages or total. This is just on total at the end of the year, I think, isn't it? I think it's got to be uh, over 300 points on averages. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jeez. For lack of not, for lack of, so I got two two easy ones because I got went first and then I couldn't think of one, and I'm happy with my decision in Nadola. Nels, you're up next, brother. Um, I mean, you clearly took two of mine. 
That's um, I'm, I'm going to go out there and say, Mark, no, I'm going to need a because the Waratahs are going to win. Um, so Marky Mark is going to be my first one. Yeah. I might go uh, Mattaelli just absolutely carving up for the force, and I'll go... Which one? Uh, Which Mattaelli? Yeah. Manasa. <laughs> nice. And uh, Vota to, to be absolute dominant in the centres. Uh, yeah, no, good shout. Yeah, very, very good here. Yeah, I had him on my list as well. All right, I'm going to go the low-hanging fruit that you've all forgotten about. Poor Tate McDermott was and, always uh, a high. Yeah, Nels, mate. You'd be truth, mate. Can you believe no, it? I was, I was looking at outside backs and then stretched my way into a centre. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Harry Wilson just to have another huge season, I reckon. Oofed. So two reds. I'm not looking very good. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, and there's, then, another, there's another draw. Yeah, I was thinking about Ravalbao. He was on my list, on my short list, to be honest, but I didn't want to just pick more centers from the Fijian. So I've got <laughs> one not. more. My last one's also a bit rogue, and I'm going to go oh, Lockie Lonigan. Lockie Lonigan coming yeah. through in the hooker for the Broncos. Like not only is he scoring all those rolling mall tries this year, but he's also way quicker than Falau Fengar was. So I think he could have a big year. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I quite like it. I, I, my only thought was Billy Pollard growing minutes as well and how much do they, they share the role between yeah. the two of them. But Lonigan's a good one. Mate, I like Billy Pollard, but I'm all about Nos Lonigan, mate. Just give him all. Like him both. That's it. Um, awesome. All right, well, look, I think that'll round us out for our short first uh, podcast. Um, we still managed to get over an hour. We only did three teams. So um, we'll have to work on that. But, you know, as we said, we're getting getting rid of the rust, starting off 2023. And uh, thank you for joining us to start previewing and start getting excited about Super Rugby Pacific 2023. Any final comments or thoughts, boys? Uh, the White Shark. The White Shark, double the double fin, double-handed fin, done. And I should, I should just... say Nemane Nandolo as well, just considering he's in my picture here. I haven't <laughs> given him enough of a rap. Start him mine's at 10. Just, mine's Start just that it's the year of the Tars. It's the year of the Tars. Simple as that. All right, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next one.